Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spiritual Journey podcast. This is episode 47. As always, I'm excited for this episode. Uh, I guess I always begin with just saying thank you to all the listeners. We get so much feedback on a weekly basis and love it. I love the feedback and, um, yeah, really just love what we do. And I'm excited about this episode because we have a special guest joining us. But before I go there, I just... Um, we recorded this before Christmas, but we released it after Christmas. So just want to wish everybody a, I hope you're having a great festive period. Hope you enjoyed Christmas. Hope you actually had time for yourself to be grateful. And yeah, let's start the, the, the episode. I'd like, I'd love for my guests to introduce themselves first. No longer a guest, part of this, part of this podcast. I'd love for Stacey to do yourself first. So Stace, the beautiful, the stunning, the soon to be New York bestselling author. Stacy Braun, Stacey, over to you. Hi, friends. I'm Stacy. I'm super excited to be here again with you, Nims, and with our special guest, Britt. Um, I am an intuitive healer, a certified Reiki practitioner, a spiritual mentor and coach. I'm an Akashic record reader and a soon-to-be published author. The book will be out in just a couple short weeks. I'll be sharing updates as we have them. But Nims, I'm really looking forward to this episode. So am I. Let me introduce you to our special guest. Uh, Brit, uh, Brittany, I've known actually before Stacy. I've met her on Clubhouse too, and um, she was one of the first people people I met. If Brit wasn't there, she she encouraged me on Clubhouse, and I think I might have got a bit bored and left actually. So, uh, so I'm really excited to have her here. Brit, introduce yourself. Yay! Hi everyone. My name is Brittany. I am an intuitive energy healer, Reiki practitioner manifesting queen and i like to say a creator super artsy and i just love creating things and one thing i wanted to add was um with this topic of the podcast i felt a pull to have a conversation with you two about this so i'm i'm really looking forward to us just kind of letting it flow and to see what comes through so thanks for having me yeah excited to have you both here um Quick intro for me, I'm Nims Nimesh. I'm also an Akashic Record Reader, Spiritual Coach and Mentor. And I love the work that we do, um, really using the records, but using the, the mentorship program that we down that channel with Stacey to really help people shine their light and really feel we've been pushed to shine a light differently. I'm excited for what's coming in 2023 because I really feel that we're going to be shining a light differently. But Britley Brit and alluded to this topic. So this week's topic is is grief and loss. And it's always um obviously a very emotive topic, a very heavy topic, and again, it's all part of our human journey in terms of what we're here to experience. But uh, this was a topic that um uh, Brittany suggested, so Brit suggested. So I'd love Brit for you to Give your perspective on this topic. What made you think about this topic at this time? And let's start there. All right. So, you know, it's the holiday season and sometimes um, it, it tends to be a, a difficult time for people and um, my own personal life and experience. Uh, we've been dealing with the loss of my husband's mother for the past year and a half now. And so my father-in-law's birthday is actually on Christmas. And this is now the second year of us not having her here. And 
um, you know, sometimes certain things can um, trigger emotion inside of us that maybe we had been working on and we didn't realize we're still a huge part of us, or maybe there were other things that were kind of distracting us a bit to take away from feeling, um, you know, the emotion and really working through things. And I think that's sort of what is happening uh, right now in our experience. And, um, you know, I, with it being uh, my father-in-law's birthday and, and all of that, I, I know that it has totally, um, kind of re-triggered some, some emotional stuff there for him. And even for us too, because I, my, I had a baby this year and, um, this is the first year that we are celebrating Hanukkah and Christmas with our baby. And obviously, um, my mother-in-law is not here anymore. So, um, I, it's interesting. There was a, I wanted to share this with everyone and I can totally post this later too. If somebody wanted to see the diagram, there's one thing about this that I always kind of go back to. Um, there was this photo that I saw shortly after my mother-in-law passed away and, um, it's called growing around grief. And so the best way to describe it is there's, um, a top row of four circles that are all the same size. And in the middle, there's, um, kind of red, red circles and those red circles, um, sort of just, it's basically grief. So the one thing that it says though, is, um, people think that grief slowly gets smaller and smaller and smaller with time. So that little red circle on the top row gets smaller and smaller and smaller. Um, what feel, what really I feel is, uh, really hits home for this with me is on the bottom row, there's the same circle, but instead of the red circle getting smaller and smaller, the red circle stays the same and the circle around it gets bigger and bigger. And it says in reality, grief stays the same size, but slowly life begins to grow bigger around it. And, you know, I, I truly believe that. I truly believe that um, everyone grieves a certain way. Everyone, there's no right or wrong way to to grieve a loss. I mean, even even for me, um, I know I've been grieving just who I used to be before becoming a mother. So there's that too. The whole like losing yourself as a person to recreate this new version of yourself, but. Um, you know, I, when I look back at this photo, because I think about this often, and I do think that um, we do find things that sort of just help our love for things grow stronger and stronger and it, and it might take time, but, um, you know, that feeling just doesn't ever really go away for, for what we've experienced, at least. I know it's different for everyone, but I just, I wanted to hear what, what you two kind of think about what I'm what I'm talking about and if you have anything to add <laughs> yeah I mean I, I, there's a, there's a couple of things I guess when, when I thought when you suggest this topic of grief and loss I guess the first thing you always think about with grief and loss is the loss of a loved one right when they when when a loss when someone you love leaves this realm um it is a journey right there's no right or wrong way everybody grieves differently and I um I look at my own journey and, you know, my dad passed away 
Hmm. I guess a little bit, but no, not nearly 30 years ago. And I hadn't really started on the spiritual journey yet, but it was a huge loss. And what I remember was, yes, it was painful at the beginning. Yes, there were so many people around and I just wanted my own space to really understand. I didn't, I couldn't understand what I was feeling. And there was just a lot of pain and frustration. But over time, as you say, I don't think it gets less. Uh, I still think of him often. Um, but over time, I do feel that I've started to celebrate his life and the time I had with him rather than kind of think about him not being here. Right? I started to remember different things, different moments. But having said that, I can clearly remember uh, he was he was abroad at the time. I can clearly remember the phone call I received from my brother when he told me the news. I can clearly remember exactly where I was, what I was doing. So it's a, you know, it does leave a lasting memory. It does leave a, and even after 30 years, he's still a big part of my life, right? Um, I mean, I'll talk about it later in the episode, but he's actually now one of my guides. So it's that, you know, when you, when you go on the spiritual journey, you start to understand it more. You kind of start to understand more what happens to the soul and the journey that we go on. Um, in Hinduism, um, I've been I've kind of grown up to believe in reincarnation and what happens to the soul. Um, so there's always been that understanding. It doesn't mean that when you lose a loss a loved one, you grieve any less because you you may understand what's happened to the soul, but you still have the human loss. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a really deep and interesting topic. Now, in today's world, um, I, you know, I, I lost my spiritual teacher, mentor, um, and guru. She left this realm a couple of years ago, only 30 years old. And, you know, I miss her. I miss, she was a big part of my life. Um, but there was a knowing in me that she was exactly where she was meant to be. So humanly, it was still difficult. I guess at a soul level, I kind of knew that there was a, a divine timing to it. It doesn't make it easier. Um, but yeah, that, that's kind of my thoughts on a, on the human loss. On the rebirth, so we, from my perspective, as as humans, we continue resetting, we continue going through rebirth. And in many ways, we are changing and evolving. And many times we're, we're mourning our old self. Um, so that's kind of a different a different area. I'd like to, before we go there, I'd like to kind of get Stacey's opinion on on grief and loss, and you know, kind of how does she feel about it? Yeah. So, um, you know, I had to look up the definition of grief, um, just because I wanted to like really make sure that I was on the right path. And it says that it's intense sorrow, especially caused by someone's death. So, for me. Um, I, I've lost grandparents, um, like loved ones, and I've lost friends. But I would say in this season, when I'm talking about grief, it, um, it for me in this season, it wouldn't be about the the physical loss of the person's life, but it's more about the physical loss of the person in my life. And um, that grief for me has been very intense. I mean, when my husband and I first separated in May, I would wake up every single night, multiple times a night, gasping for air. I mean, just feeling like I couldn't breathe. Like, how am I going to do this without him? How am I going to navigate this season on my own? Um, 
lots of um, anxiety and deep sadness. And I would say that today, you know, seven and a half months later, um, the moments of the waves of grief are farther in between. And I think it's because of what Britt's saying, like life continues to grow around it right? Like I still have this hole in my chest from this person that I thought I was going to spend the rest of my life with. And I live with that every day. With that being said, life has continued to move and evolve every day. And so there are things that are filling my time and there are people that are coming into my life and filling my space. And I'm blessed enough to have friends like you two that I can have conscious conversation with and really kind of work through my grief, but I don't necessarily think that this grief, this kind of grief gets smaller. I think Britt's um, analogy and that, that kind of comparison makes a lot of sense to me in this season. Like my life has continued to go on and grow and expand in what I'm exposed to and who I'm exposed to, but I still have those moments of deep sadness. You know, I'm not crying myself to sleep every night. But there have been times, especially with the process of writing the book and reliving things where, I mean, we spent two days in this kitchen recording the audio. Um, I'm for friends who don't know I'm in the UK with NIMS right now. Um, I've been here for almost two weeks and we spent two days in exactly the space we're sitting right now recording the audio for the book. And it was two days of reliving the past. And I grieved. I had like a two day emotional hangover after recording that because the grief just hit me in another wave. And I don't know where our listeners are in the journey of grief. But the one thing that I want to say is I, none of us are here to minimize your pain. We're simply giving our perception of what our take is on grief and how we've navigated through it. And my greatest piece of advice to anyone who's grieving, whether it's a physical loss of a person's life or the grief of losing that person and the role they played in your life, you have to let yourself feel it. You can't run from it. And for some of us, it might take days or weeks. And for some of us, it might take months or years but I really think that it's something that we have to let ourselves feel the process and, and be patient with ourselves as we go through it because everyone's timeline for healing is different. So I guess that's kind of my take on it right now. I feel like, I feel like the loss of like this, this holiday season is hard for me. It's hard. Like I'm used to having my family together and it was mom and dad and our kids and I'm going to have my kids together, but it's going to look different this year and it's going to look different the year after and it's going to look different than what I expected it to, but I'm letting myself feel it. And navigating through it. And I think there are a lot of people right now who are in a very similar situation where life doesn't look the way you thought it was going to. I'll let you take over while I cry. 
thank you, Stacey. So it's, 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 yeah, it's really interesting in terms of, you know, grief takes many forms, right? Um, you know, I guess the first thing when you think about grief is is the loss of a, of a loved one uh, passing away. Um, for sure, you know, the grieving a relationship, things are changing, you know, the only constant is change. And, um, you know, I guess the thing that Stacey said is true. There's no right or wrong way. Um, but you've got to feel it. You know, those people that, you know, kind of tell you that you need to move on and all those type of things, you don't. You need to feel it. You need to appreciate it. Yes, there's stages of grief. But ultimately, if you try and rush it and you try and push your emotions down, those emotions have to come out. You know, and if you push them down too much, it's like a volcano. They'll they'll come out in some kind of way. So, um, you know, feeling whatever you're grieving is is really really good advice. And um, sure, there's lots of different types of grief, right? There's a, a you know grief of losing a loved one. It's kind of what what, what me and uh, Britt were talking about. But sure, you know, kind of um, grief of of a breakup. You know, losing losing a partner. Um, you know, when you first got together, you had expectations that you were going to be together. Um, so all of that counts, right? And it's that really allowing yourself and giving yourself time to feel it and grieve it and do it your own way. Um, sure, talk about it. I really do think talking about it helps. But talking about it with, I guess, the right person, whatever that looks like in terms of um, somebody who's... Sometimes you just need some, something to listen. Sometimes you need somebody to give you that feedback. Sometimes you just need to be in your own space and sit in silence and cry. And it's okay to cry. Mm -hmm. Cry is super, super healing. It's interesting, before the episode, I was just looking at some quotes. Um, and it's, it's, I, I attributed this to, I guess, somebody passing away. But Stace, I think about you, and I think it applies too. The irony of grief is, that the person you need to talk to about how you feel is the person who is no longer here. Mm -hmm. Nobody really understands what you're going through in the grief. It's because everyone feels it differently. And that's the beauty of who we are as, as humans, right? We're, we're, we're souls having a human journey and we're all unique, which means we experience things uniquely. And sure, talk to, talk to people about their, their experiences, but don't let anyone belittle your journey and whatever you're going through, um, because we're all different and we all deal with things differently. So um, mm -hmm. allow yourself to be, allow yourself to cry, allow yourself to just experience what you experience. You know, Christmas is a, is really an interesting time. Um, you know, it can be an incredibly lonely time. It can be a time where you, where you grieve and you feel the loss of whatever you, whatever you've lost in the past, maybe much more because sure. You know, maybe previously there was a time of celebration and things are different. And, um, you know, reaching out to people, kind of making sure they're safe, making sure they're, they have what they need is always also a good thing to do at this time. So, yeah, it's a, it's definitely a thought provoking conversation. And it's kind of, as we've said, as means, as you've heard me in states before, these episodes, how we record the podcast is we have a topic and it's, we have a brief chat beforehand. But we really love the fact that we just have an open dialogue and channel whatever comes through and share whatever comes through. So I really didn't know how this episode was going to go. Mm -hmm. So um, 
but I'd love to get Brit's expect, um, kind of perspective on, you know, sharing about the different types of loss, the different types of grief, and uh, how she feels about it. Yeah, so there, there's quite a few things that um, sparked my memory as you two were both speaking, and um, gosh, I don't know where to start. So one of the things that um, not a ton of people know, I think you guys know, but um, I, so just speaking of grief and how it can kind of like show up a bit later and not really, not really processing the emotion all the way. Um, I just want to put out there too. I am a huge advocate for therapy. I have been with a therapist weekly for the past almost two years now. And um, I, I don't think it makes anyone less of a person. I think it takes a lot of strength to find somebody to talk to, to just have that. I don't know, for me, it's more just like, I have, I have my person every week that I can just lay it all out there to, and then I can kind of close the book, put the book back and then just wait for the next week, you know? And I know that it's an, she has an unbiased opinion and it's just, there's that sort of support too, but also obviously um, what Namesh was saying too, like that also can look like going within yourself and really um, sitting with that emotion. And what's interesting is, um, gosh, this was, yeah, probably about a year and a half ago now, I, I owned a hair salon in LA and obviously COVID happened and my salon was doing really, really well uh, before I before COVID happened and everything. And I was um, sort of going back and forth <sighs> through the ups and downs of, um, you know, the salon being open and closed and all the shutdowns and everything. I, I was going back and forth with, okay, do I want to be a hairstylist and salon owner anymore? Because I've, I had this pull for a very long time that I need to be doing healing work. I was already doing it behind the chair, but it was something that I needed to do. I, I needed to figure out a way to do this full time that I needed to be helping people on more of like a spiritual level and, and all of that. So um, it took a lot for me to realize, okay, maybe it's time to close this chapter. My lease was up in like, I think it was like in March or April or something. So the timing of it was all really weird too, where um, I decided, okay, I'm going to close the salon. Well, a hairstylist and salon owner, that had been my identity since I moved out to California 10 years ago. And even before moving out here, that was my identity in Minnesota too, where I was living before. And I was scared because I didn't really have a backup plan. I just knew in my heart that my heart was not there anymore. I couldn't do it. I was depleted. I knew that there was so much more to me than being a hairstylist. I love doing hair. I really did. But, but there was, I just intuitively knew that, like I said, there was more out there. That doesn't mean though, that grieving who I once was, wasn't hard. That was a huge reason why I got into therapy in, in the first place, because I was going back and forth on, I was having an identity crisis. And what is wild is I had a bunch of huge life things trickle down after that. So I closed my salon, I closed my baby, it was my business, that thing was like, my life. 
Then um, I would say a couple weeks later, it was about two weeks later. So my husband and I bought a house. So I closed my salon two weeks later than we had closed on the house. And then we're moving two hours away from LA to go start a new life, you know, close to his dad, which his mom was supposed to be here too, but obviously she had passed. Oh yeah. Cause that was the other thing too. So my mother-in-law passed away uh, about three weeks before I closed the salon. That was the, that was a huge um, eye-opening moment for me to realize life is short and I was spending all of my life at my business and not at home with my family. So, um, you know, I, after she passed that helped me realize, okay, close the salon. Okay. Now we're going to move. But when we were planning on moving, they, both of his parents are supposed to be here. Okay. Well now they're not, that's okay. Um, but then two months after we moved, I got pregnant. So it was like, bam, 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 all this stuff. And I'm like, holy shit, who am I? You know, like what is happening to me? Like I am whoever I was before, this is so not who I am now. And I feel it changing and changing and changing. And I, okay. So back to full circle (laughs) a couple of weeks ago, uh, my, my father-in-law was asking me about hair and I don't know, he just kind of had this funny little thing where he was like, well, there's some hair salons around here. Maybe, you know, if you want to work, like I saw this place, this place looks cool. And I'm thinking, I don't want to do hair like this is not what I know. And I got really upset and triggered by it. And I was talking to my therapist and I'm like, you know what? There is some stuff about this that I clearly have not worked through because I'm sitting here crying about it while I'm talking on the phone. And I'm like, what the heck? You know, I thought that I had worked through all this, but obviously I haven't. And I don't cry very often, but damn it, it felt really good to cry. And I just was able to kind of release. And it's also realizing though, how much has changed and how much my husband and I have been through together just this within this past year and a half of all the shifts and changes and all of that to see that we are still, I don't know. It's like we, we can still find some happiness. You know, we're not, we're not stuck. We both feel our emotion. And I, and I agree. I think Stacy was saying this too, to really feel it. It's so important because if, especially on a spiritual level, I am like all about, you know what, feel that shit. You just, you feel it, release it. If you need to put your feet on the ground, make a grounding cord and just release that energy down into the core of the earth. Good. Fine. Because if you leave it in, you're going to have a moment like, well, what I had, where all of a sudden I'm like blah, crying, thinking that I, I was over the stuff. And, you know, obviously I wasn't, but um, yeah, I just, I don't know. That was one thing that really, it's like a long winded explanation, but that was one thing that really um, kind of like popped up in my mind to share about all of this, because, you know, you have the grieving aspect of a, of a person or a human. Um, and then you have grieving aspect of even just yourself or even you know some people like losing a pet like there's so many so many things and I think I just want to really validate that everybody's process is is okay there's no right or wrong way to to grieve and yeah that's I guess that's my what I wanted to add to the mix so I'll let you guys speak a little bit (laughs) I think the one thing that's coming to mind though that I do want to say is you don't want to stay prisoner to your grief you know, there, there's a difference between having a, a grieving process and becoming imprisoned 
shackled by your grief and pain. I mean, I know, like I know that at seven months out, I am still grieving the loss of this relationship. Now, the other person involved, like went right into a new relationship and didn't even process any of this. I'm trying to be very dialed in on what I'm feeling so that I can go through the stages of grief and come out the other side. But I have absolutely seen with people that we've worked with, that we've mentored, people that we've done readings for, people that have sat in my chair over the years, Britt, I know you've dealt with this, where people stay in the story of their grief. They stay in that pain 10 years yeah. later or more later and, yeah. and as if the event happened to them the day before. And for mm -hmm. me personally, that's just not an option. That That's not an option. Now, I'm not saying that I haven't seen it be the option for other people because I have, but I, I guess I recognize that if I allow my grief to control me, then I'm allowing it to consume my life in this present moment and rob me of the potential happiness and joy that I could still be experiencing. Like I'm still here living and breathing and having a life experience. And if I let that grief overwhelm me, I feel like it, it takes away from those magic moments that I can be creating. And it doesn't mean that I'm not still sad for the loss, right? But it means that I, I want to keep on experiencing life. And so I think that was, that's one of the reasons why I've tried so hard to just let myself feel it so openly, because I would rather feel it and walk through it and come out the other side stronger. You know, it's, um, I've had the benefit and the pleasure of watching both of you grow over the last year in such a amazing ways in terms of not allowing the, the things you're going through to consume you. Um, Stacey, when I first met you on Clubhouse, you know, if you've listened to previous episodes, you've heard me talk about this. Um, I only, you know, I wasn't planning on talking on that day I was driving, but um, you were vulnerable. You shared, um, you shared part of your story with such vulnerability. And I've turned, I've seen you turn your pain into purpose. And for me, that's that's just a beautiful journey to to not just as you say, not let the pain consume you. And you know, Britt, I've seen you manifest things at such a rapid rate. It's been crazy, right? How you know, both of you were hairdressers, um, what, maybe 18 months ago? Mm -hmm. Stays less for you. And it's just, you both actually, in some way, um, rebirthed. You both kind of um, left your old life behind. Maybe in many ways you've grieved that old life, right? As hairdressers, you know, kind of, it was... <laughs> I really always smile and laugh about this because everybody we kind of work with or talk to or somehow Stacy has a deep connection to. And I don't really, I don't really understand it because it's like whoever we mentor, whoever we do reading for, Stacy either lived in the same city when they were growing up or have the same birthday or there's some kind of weird connection. And talking to Brit, I'm realizing, you know, kind of, I always knew the hairdressing connection, but kind of the, 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 the loss of the hairdresser and the birth of the healer is consistent in both of you, right? And it's that, um, you know, it's, it's just it's a, it's just a beautiful journey. And that is, 
we are on a human journey and it's important that we experience the pain and the joy of whatever we've been through. But I really hear what Stacey's saying in terms of there's a time to turn that grief into some kind of purpose. And when that is, it's, a, it's our own personal decision, it's our own personal choice. Um, you know, there's so many different forms of grief. You know, if you think about even the last years for all of us, right? How many of us are still trying to go back to who we were, experience the things that you know we used to enjoy doing, connect with the people we used to enjoy connecting with before lockdown, before COVID, but it's not the same. We can't go backwards, right? And it's really about embracing who we are now and falling in love with who we are now because so many of us look at our past with rose-tinted glasses, right? It's, you know, remember all the good times, but I really feel it's important we appreciate this time too, right? Whatever, whatever, however we can be grateful, it's important we great we grateful in this moment. Um, but yeah, I mean, this episode has kind of gone all sorts of different directions. I, never, I wasn't sure how it was going to go, um, but I do think it's a beautiful journey. And I guess for me, if I think about the human loss of losing loved ones in my life, um, there does come a moment where Yes, you still miss the people. Yes, you miss your old life. But you start to appreciate things differently. And it's like, for me, with the people I've lost, as I mentioned, two people earlier, uh, my dad and um, my 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 um, my mentor, a uh, really good friend. Um, and I do miss them, right? There's still times where I grieve their loss. There's still times where I wish they were, all the time I wish they were here. But I know, like I know, like I know they're watching over me. They are my guides. Um, so on a soul and a spiritual level, I'm super grateful. I can feel their energy. Um, actually, both Stacey and Britt have, have felt both the people I mentioned uh, around me and have connected with them. That for me is a beauty and it's, 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 it's such, a, such a blessing. But it doesn't mean I don't wish I could talk to them humanly doesn't mean that you know i wish i could spend you know 30 seconds with my dad right just have a conversation and understand you know kind of connect with with with, with sidro who's who's my mentor just to understand the, the soul contract and what she's feeling and what what but at the same time i do i do talk to them and i would encourage anyone that has had uh, that loss of a human life is to have a conversation is to feel their presence, is to feel them around you. And just, and there's a timing for this too, right? And, and I, I, I always get told I make things sound simple. Um, but for me, that really helped. Having a conversation with the, with, with the person that's no longer here, feeling their presence, really, really helped me on the journey. So I would, always, I would encourage, you know, if you're going through that sort of loss, then have that conversation when you feel it. Feel the energy, feel the vibration. Um, and just be open to whatever comes through. And, um, you know, kind of, I guess if we move on to kind of rebirths and, and mourning our old selves, you know, maybe that's the question to ask all our listeners is, what are you holding on to about your past self? What are you holding on to about who you were that is no longer serving you now? Because sometimes we, we hold on to stuff and, you know, 
Britt mentioned working with therapists. I, there's no shame in it. I'm, I'm working on therapists on who's helping me with my inner child and some of the stuff I went through. And I had a great childhood, perceptively, but there's still stuff, stuff I need, need to deal with. So finding people to help, asking for help, um, really is, you know, there's a grief therapist out there, et cetera, really is, is, is a good thing to do. As long as you realize none of us need fixing. We're all on a human journey. We're all here to experience whatever we're here to experience. But having someone guide you along the way, why not? It's a great thing to do. So I, I know we've gone a kind of topic from topic and Stacey, I'd like to get your perspective on how this conversation is going and anything you want to add. Yeah, I mean, you know what I'm what I'm sitting here thinking is I'm thinking about um and we kind of talked a little bit about this. Um, we had a recent loss in the entertainment world. Um, Stephen Twitch Boss, who was a dancer, really well known, like around the world. Um, on the day of his loss, like, I mean, it was just filling up social media feeds. And so Britt and Nims and I, we were talking about this. And um, one of the things that hit me and it's hit me before, but it's, it's really hitting me now, is we've got to say how we feel about people while they're still here. Yes, yes, yes. Like We do this, and, and I, I think it's beautiful that we honor people after they pass, okay? I think it's a beautiful thing that we do. But there's so much more power and letting people know now, today, that they're loved and that they matter before the moment passes. And so I would say that over the last week since this has happened, and I've kind of had it at the forefront of my mind, I've actually lost um, some other friends and family um, in the same way to suicide. And my son attempted, we, we have to let people know now, today, that they are loved, that they are valued, that they mean something to us. And so I think the biggest thing I'm thinking about on this episode is as we're in this holiday season and this time of giving, there's also a lot of people grieving, but the most powerful thing that we could do today in the now is to let the people in our lives who are in our lives now know that we love them because we don't know when that next plot twist is going to happen. We don't know what the next day is gonna bring, the next hour is gonna bring, the next minute is going to bring. And I think it's just shown me that life is so fleeting. And so it's made me even more aware. I, I um, you know, I have boys who are like teens and twenties, right? I have a girl who's 25 very open with her emotions, tells me she loves me, et cetera. Then I have a 21 and a 19 year old son, both who don't really share how they feel about anything. And last night I got a message that popped up on my phone from my son. And it was like, I love you. And I miss you so much. And listen, I didn't initiate this contact. Okay. <laughs> he initiated it, which means he was having the thought about me and he sent me the message. And it made me so emotional because yes, it's quote, just a text, 
but he let me know how he feel about me. He felt about me. He let me know in that moment what he was feeling and he made me aware of it. And I was able to then reciprocate that love. And I can't tell you the number of times when I send my kids little messages like that, but when it comes back the other way, it just means so much more. And so I would challenge our listeners as well in this episode to practice a pause in this busy season and take the time to let the people in your life know how loved and valued they are and let them feel seen, let them feel seen. You know, I, again, beautiful that we honor people after their passing and that we go through the process of grief in the way that we do, but my gosh, I feel like there are so many moments that we get into like a routine or um, we get in the grind, the hamster wheel, and we forget that life is fleeting. And then we get a reminder like Twitch where boom, this bright light has left this, this realm. And to me, it was just a beautiful reminder that we need to cease the opportunities while we have them. Wow. Super powerful. I mean, it's such a, it's so true, right? We, um, we all these, hear all these amazing eulogies and, you know, kind of when somebody's passed away, but why don't we let people know how we feel when we when they're actually here? Taking the time out to be vulnerable and to be emotional stasis is a really, really good point. And I'd love to, you know, just um recommend to our listeners, you know, maybe pick at least three people in your life who you could send a message to or pick up the phone to and just let them know how much you care. You'd be surprised how much um they would love to hear that. And um how powerful that really is. And um, actually, I'm feeling grateful right, right now. I'm with talking to two of the most important people in my life, and I love you both. So, um, you know, I uh, you know, love the opportunity. Um, now, I've loved how this episode has kind of gone from different elements of loss and grief, grief and loss. And it's like when I, when I think about a topic, I guess I was focused on the loss of a loved one. Um, but there's so much more to this topic. There's so much more to, um, to I guess, feeling and appreciating what we've lost and grieving it on a regular basis um, and really, really feeling it. But at the same time, you know, Stacey took us on a different angle about celebrating life and celebrating life when we're in it. And that's just as important. I just, yeah, so I'm just... Reflecting on the episode, you know, we always end with um, you know, kind of any questions for our audience. We always like to give kind of general prompts to allow our audience to go deeper. Um, so I'm giving you guys warning. I'm going to ask you kind of any any questions you want to leave with the audience. But before we go there, um, just want to kind of ask you both to just any any additional thoughts, any things you want to say to everyone that's listening before we close. Great, do you wanna go first? I had I had this thing that I wrote out last night that I feel like it was sort of a channeled message along with just what I feel in my heart about this topic. So I was like, oh, I have to write that out before I forget because you know, being a new mom and everything, I tend to be, I have mom brain, so forgetful sometimes, but. <laughs> Um, let me let me just share this with you. So um, in regards to grief, 
What I believe is that we continue to find things in our day-to-day life that grows around the grief that we feel. We keep moving forward and gradually fill our lives back up with pieces of happy and joy. Does that make grief completely go away? No, not really. We just learn to live with the grief while allowing life to keep happening as we grow and shift and evolve. And I feel like it's just, it's a normal part of life to to feel grief. But at the same point, um, it's also okay to feel to feel happy and to make sure you're tending to yourself and you are giving yourself a little bit of self-care and self-love because that's kind of a part of it too. So I just want to validate everybody listening and wherever you're at on your journey, I love you. I'm proud of you. And I'm just going to leave it at that. So Stacy, over to you. Yeah, I would say the biggest thing that's sitting with me is, you know, it's very easy sometimes to get lost in our pain. And one of the greatest secrets that I've ever kept that I'm about to share here right now is <laughs> um, when the pain hurts really bad. My secret is I find somebody else out there who is hurting more than I am whether it's that they need a meal or they need a ride somewhere or they need, you know, their basic necessities met. Like I try to go to that place and serve. Serving and helping other people doesn't eliminate my grief, but it allows me to dial into love because when I'm serving, I'm loving. And when I'm loving, I'm growing. And when I'm growing, I'm healing And so the grief, it's like, that's how I fill up the space around the grief, like Britt was talking about. That is how I do it. So usually during the holiday season, I try to find someone that I can serve and help and do. This year has been consumed with the book, but I will tell you that it's one of the only things that eases the pain for me is when I show up and I serve other people. Because like, like I said, when I'm helping other people, it takes away from like, that kind of dark hole of pain that I can go into. Um, And so I would say to anybody who is struggling at this time, maybe take a moment and think about the community around you, the people around you, who can you serve? How can you take your grief, take your pain and turn it into some kind of purpose and serving another? I have found that it really relieves And then the other thing I would say is take a look at the people around you and have you told them lately how much you love them? Have you allowed them to to know and hear and understand what they mean to you in your life? Because again, we don't know that we'll get those moments again. It's fleeting. Wow. How do I pull it both of you two? eh? Wow. I'm just going to say a quote. Um, Life is a series of natural and spontaneous changes. Don't resist them. That only creates sorrow. Let reality be reality. Let things flow naturally. Naturally forward in whatever way they like. Now we are, as I said earlier, we're on this journey and there's no judgment. We're all on this journey and really 
celebrate your life, as Stacey just said, in terms of, you know, who can you celebrate? But if you have lost a loved one, what memories can you remember of them where you had fun together, where you laughed together, where you truly connected at a different level? Because so often we focus on people not being here or maybe things that we'd like to change about people. But what if we could just think of moments with people that are no longer here or people that are here and celebrate those moments and truly, truly feel them? Mm -hmm. Because, I, I mean, I love the saying, you know, it's not about the breath that you take, it's about the moments that take your breath away. You know, when you leave this realm, you're not going to learn. What are you really going to remember? And if we could truly be grateful and feel the moments and feel this moment and choose things to be grateful for in this moment, then life does get easier. But as we've all said, you know, you've got to feel. If you are feeling, you know, at this time of year, like I said, it can be a bit, a bit lonely for people. Um, feel what you're meant to feel. If you feel lonely, then feel it, but don't stay there. What can you do to kind of maybe experience a bit of joy? Who could you call? Who could you connect with? What could you do? Maybe it's just, even if it's cold, go and spend a bit of time in nature. Um, could be just, you know, I mean, I mean Stacy just got a Starbucks. Is it, is it getting, just getting out and doing something different? Whatever that is, break up your pattern. Do something a bit, a diff bit different. Because at this time when we have perceptive everybody celebrating, it can be lovely. And the other thing is, who can you reach out to and just connect with them? Say quick message, quick text, a quick phone call. Maybe they need that connection. Maybe you'll save a life. Um, I do want to finish with a couple of questions that we'll ask our audience um, to really maybe journal on or to ask themselves. Um, out of mind, today's Britt. Have you guys any thoughts in terms of what we could ask our listeners as we close out this episode? I mean, I would say um, if you're grieving and, and experiencing loss, I, I go back to what I said earlier. Uh, maybe take some time with your journal and think about the people who have shown up for you in your life. Make a list of those people and how can you let them know what they mean to you? Um, I think that's a great place to start. And then I think in other places, you know, if you are grieving, what are you doing to fill the rest of the space in your life around the grief to create new magic moments? How are you showing up? I love that. And maybe, like as we said earlier, connect with three people and just reach out to them and just send them a message. The other thing I'd recommend is and if you're feeling grief, journal about it. Talk to somebody about it. If you sit there and feel it, sharing it helps. And whether that's just being brutally honest and just releasing everything in a journal or having a conversation, I would highly encourage you to do that. Bri, is there anything you want to add? Anything you'd like to, to share? I think what the both of you just said was perfect basically the same that's what I was gonna say um just I love the the tell the tell 
people you love them, tell your feelings. That is something that took me a very long time to to do. I would feel really uncomfortable sharing my emotions and gosh, you know, sometimes like it feels good. It feels good to release, to be like, Hey, I love you, you know? And then it, it also feels good to be on the receiving end of that too. And I think even with my friends, I will, when I get off the phone and maybe this is something um, the listeners can try too. If you normally don't say, I love you to one of your friends or something on the phone, I started doing this and it, it cracks me up because my friends are like, Oh, okay. Uh, towards the like at the end of the conversation I always say okay love you and nine times out of ten they're like okay love you and it's like you can hear in their voice that it's just whoop like an instant little instant little pick-me-up so if if journaling isn't really your thing and you just just want to get some action going and just try it out that's a simple way to do it so um yeah that's that's the other thing I guess I would I would add um yeah that's about it that's all I can think of <laughs> wow so I've I've loved sharing this space with both of you it's been um it's a special experience and it's um yeah I really feel this episode is is going to help people um I guess I'd say look everybody's experiences grief differently and so we've just shared our perspective there's no right or wrong way um but we always love receiving feedback so if you do have feedback um DM us, you'll have, um, I'll, I'll share Brittany's social media details too. So if you want to send her a message, please do. We love receiving all the feedback and um, we're excited for this space. We will continue to release episodes on a weekly basis. Um, we already know what's coming in the next three months. So we're excited about what's coming. Um, Stacy has a book that she's going to launch. Hopefully it's going to be January or latest early February. Um, if any of the stuff that we do, um, if you want to connect with us, if you want to learn how to read the Akashi Records, you want reading, you want to learn more about spiritual mentoring, then please DM us and we can, we'd love to share with you. And again, just to finish, love, love, love all the feedback we received. Thank you for all the, all the listeners episode. We're sending you so much love and light in this festive season. And um, yeah, we just love you so much. And and that note, I'm going to say, I'm going to send lots of love and light out to everybody. Stacey, I'm going to hand over to you to say a few words before we close. I just want to say thank you, Britt, for being here with us. This was a really special experience to be able to join in this episode with you. Um, I've been wanting to share space with you. And so since we were just talking about expressing our appreciation and love, I want to express my appreciation and love for you for um doing the handoff to daddy so that daddy can do baby <laughs> duty. Yes. And you can be with us. Um, and Nims, as always, I love the time that we spend together. So thank you so much to both of you. Oh, I couldn't say it better. You're both a blessing in my life. Love you both very, very much. Um, I don't think I'd be speaking as much as I do and shining my light like I do with either both of you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Love you both. Well, thanks to the both of you for letting me be here with you guys. I had a great time and, you know, I love you both. So, yes, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Okay. Thank you both. Sending love and light out to everyone that's listening. If you have any suggestions for future episodes, please let us know. And, yeah, Happy New Year. I'm excited about 2023. If you listen to this when we, when we release it before 2023, if you're already in 2023, I hope you're having lots and lots of fun. 
Love and light to all. Bye for now.